Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. You are listening to the Andrea Epolito Audio Experience. We are celebrating life, luxury, and above all else, love. And today is super exciting because I have with me Javier Valentino. Hi, Javier. Hey, Andrea. I'm really happy to be here. How are you? Oh, my God. I'm I'm so thrilled to have you. And let me just say, um, for those listening, we spent the day together at your new floral studio. And it the only word that I can think of is exquisite. I mean, this is truly the most beautiful, the most well-appointed, just a stunning space. So it's fairly new. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, we actually just opened in April, and I'm definitely excited. I was so excited to see you here in the studio, and I'm, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I wanted to make something that was very welcoming. Well, it's, I mean, it's so welcoming. It's so lush. I mean, if um, we're going to make sure that everybody who's listening does have a chance to go and check you out online. For people who aren't in the state, I just kind of want to set the stage a little bit here. Javier is an extraordinary floral designer. He's an event designer. He does beautiful work at creating custom environments. One of the things that Javier and I have bonded over is that we are both sensory planners and designers. So we really kind of focus on all of your five senses, what you hear, what you see, what you touch, what you smell. Um, And when you walk into his studio, I mean, it's extraordinary. It's floor to ceiling windows. So you have a ton of natural light. You have these beautiful kind of whitewashed walls that are just everywhere. And then throughout the space, you've got, you know, this beautiful seating vignette where we are with these great kind of little couches. And we've got, you know, floral walls and greenery walls and a big, enormous, beautiful towering tree that's on his Instagram right now. So, I mean, you've spent a lot of time really curating this space. Oh, yeah, definitely. And and you know what? It was one of the most difficult things to put together because I wanted to definitely give the right idea. And I want I didn't want to go to do well I mean go over the top but at the same time I didn't want it to clash with the designer the style that that we we enjoy mm-hmm. and um yeah it was really nerve-wracking I think it was one of one of the most difficult things to design um then I guess I would rather design a, a wedding for one of my clients than have to design the studio again <laughs> so I think it's it's interesting because give us give the listeners a little bit about you, who you are, where you're from, your background, your education. Let them know Javier. Yeah, definitely. So I'm Javier Valentino. I am a floral designer now here in Las Vegas. I originally came from I'm originally from California. So okay. that's that's where I'm from. I've moved out here. It's been 14 years now, actually. But I have not been in the industry here in town for that long. Um, so and for most people that ask me the same question, would you ever move back to California? And my answer is always no, I will not. I can only visit, but then I have to come back home. What part of California were you in? In Southern California. So oh. in LA, LA, yes. Okay, very cool. Um, I was just there yesterday. Yeah, I know. I was I was stalking you on your Insta story. Oh, you're so funny. <laughs> so I kind of felt like I went with you too. So, but, so, I mean, you came out here 14 years ago and you've 14. not been in our industry for that long. So how did you get interested in in floral design event design you know it's been i've always had the uh, eye for style and design but i never really thought of it in a million years that i'd make a career out of this i honestly never thought that um it was something that i could make a living off of it just happened um it went and it all honestly started just planning events for friends and just um 
just hearing other people like in the companies that I used to work for, I'd be the one assigned to put these events together, design and just coordinate the entire thing. And they tell me like, Hey, I think you missed your calling kind of thing just as a joke. And it actually stuck to me. And I'm like, well, I've been doing so many and people actually get paid to do this. Like maybe I'm in the wrong field. And slowly but surely I started getting to know more people in the industry and it, I always knew it was a passion I had and never put so much thought into it because from where I come from, the idea is like you step out of that city and, and you want to become an attorney, you want to become a doctor or an architect, you know, and, and to me, event planning or designing was not one of those things up there that people talk about. So never really paid too much attention to it, but being here in Las Vegas, I mean, the capital of entertainment and just being surrounded by so much um, luxury on the strip, it just kind of gave me that push and then that motivation, like, hey, you know what, maybe this is something that that um, that I can do. And I've been blessed to, to been accepted to the community um, of weddings where, yeah, it's it's been it's been definitely um, a journey, but it's only been around three to four years now that I've been in the industry. So when, what did you do beforehand? Were you, first of all, were you college educated? Did you get a degree? What was it in? I did not get a college degree. I did go to school. Um, I went to university out in California and did not finish that. I moved out here to Vegas and attempted to go to UNLV. Okay. And I'm, I'm kind of, um, I never knew what I wanted to do. That was, that was my problem. I switched majors like nobody's business. Honestly, it, I switched so many majors. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, and I did get, I did join a, a, um, a school here in town, uh, the international school of hospitality. TISO. TISO. Yes. Where I learned, um, I met people in the industry. They taught me, you know, fundamentals on design and just, just how to launch a business and, the course that I took there um, definitely helped out, but that's been honestly, everything else has been self-taught. That's it's been self-taught and just um, going to workshops that I've attended um, all out of state. And it's just really been just me. <laughs> well, and I think that that's so interesting because it's a couple of things, you know, wedding and event design, we'll call it event design and production in general isn't one of those things that is talked about, generally speaking. It's not mm -hmm. in your college course load. It's not something that people kind of teach you as a child that, you know, you're creative, but you have a sense for business, but you have an eye for style and, you know, you really like entertaining and you're super personable. You would think for, for us now, we look back on it and say, okay, that's a wedding planner or that's an event designer or that's a show producer. But for the most part, it's a generally overlooked industry when it comes to education. And so I'm not surprised that you kind of switched majors quite a bit because you were seeking something that nobody offered. Exactly. I, I never, never even saw anything like that in the colleges that I looked into. So how'd you find Tizo? How did I find them? Um, Osmosis. <laughs> I have no idea, honestly, how I came across them. Uh, Probably just Googling, you know, um, event design schools in town i guess but no never i have no idea and your wife was very supportive of this because you are a family man you're married and to a beautiful woman and you've got two beautiful boys 
And your wife was all for it. She was like, yeah, go do it. Definitely. She saw how much I disliked the field I was in. I was in sales previous to, to the event design. Okay. Um, and it was just to me, I'm like, I was not born to, to be doing the nine to five every day and just make someone else wealthy. That's not my purpose in life. So um, she knew I had to eye for this. She's always any events that we coordinate or design. Um, she, she knew, and I had talked this, I, I explained this to her, you know, this is what I eventually want to do. Um, I see that it, it's a good opportunity or whatnot. And she always said, Hey, you know, I, I think it's a good, op- it, it's a good thing for you to do. She pushed me and it was that one day when um, she just said, you know what, actually, she's the one that found the school for me. I remember now she's the one that found the school and she said, you know what, I found this school that's in town. I say you sign up and just take it from there. So I signed up that same day, started the course a couple of weeks later, and um, she's been very supportive and she was actually dragged on to the business now. So she's my right hand um, and we both manage the, the, the studio and any events that we do. I'm the main designer. She's uh, an event manager. So she'll make sure that all the logistics and all that stuff um, is, is squared away uh, for any event. So I've spoken at Tizo and I've been involved with the school peripherally. My husband actually taught a class there as well. And they, they're great for, for kind of giving you the fundamentals and checking the boxes of how do you launch your business. But then for the floral design itself, you did go out of, out of state and you've worked with some really incredible, like truly visionary people. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the courses you've taken and the seminars and who you've kind of been inspired by? Yeah, for sure. So you're right. So when I went to Tiso, there I took the wedding and design and I used that to become a wedding planner. That's how I originally started. I did that for some time, but then I knew that I wanted to stick into the design portion of it. And then now is what we what we do, the floral and event design. But before launching this business, I knew I want I what I wanted, what I wanted to create, I, I had the right vision, but I wanted to learn from, you know, some of the best designers out there. And, and I attended, I went to, my first workshop was in Chicago um, and Akashi from Cash Designs. She is amazing and I've always followed her work and she hosted a workshop that was held March of 2017. Um, that was my first workshop. I walked in pretty much not knowing anything, just I knew I, I wanted to, you know, do florals and hey, I, let me just uh, experience this and, and, and just try to make the best out of it. I almost canceled that class, actually, because unfortunately, um, my mother passed a couple months before that class was held out there. And um, something told me like, you know what, let's just just go through it. Um, because it was something that I had talked to my mom prior her passing away. So it was just kind of me pushing myself and like, you have to go through this. It was a promise I did to her. And, and yeah, I, I went to this uh, workshop. I learned so much. She's just amazing. Anyone that, if they ever have the opportunity to, you know, meet Akeshi, she's wonderful. Um, she taught me the lush, the luxury, the over the top arrangement. Then I met Eddie Zaratian. He is out of Las, um, out of LA. And, um, we had dinner and we just, you know, got, got this, I had this, I was blessed to get this opportunity to really meet him and, and take his workshop there in LA. And I learned so much from this guy. I mean, he is 
amazing. He does over the top. He will, um, he's an open book as well. So I learned so much from him and he showed me more like texture. He showed me um, definitely how to play around with different color palettes and shades. And there's this other workshop that I attended in Seattle. So I definitely wanted to hit different points of the state of the, of the city. I mean, I'm sorry, the country uh-huh. so that um, I was, I was looking for different styles, not just stick to one same style, but just make it my own. Um, and then I found Sinclair and Moore, Steve Moore out in Seattle. He has um, amazing techniques, the depth that he'll add to his um, designs. And just, uh, he's also an amazing person who is willing to share what he knows and um, learn so much from him as well. That's one of the recent ones that I've attended. And um, yeah, they both, they all three taught me something different that I was able to mold into my own designs. And I think just because I'm familiar with all of them, as creative professionals and as people who really have kind of a beautiful vision and a great aesthetic, it's very clear that you've been influenced, but your style is very much your own. And it's very different from what's here in Las Vegas in terms of, um, and I, I think that, you know, I talk about it a lot that I think that our city is incredibly blessed to have so much talent in one very saturated space. But in a lot of ways, I feel like that talent gets diluted because you have people that are, and I don't think that there's anything wrong whatsoever with doing multiple things in terms of, you know, oh, I am I do birthday parties and I do store openings and I do weddings and we do conventions and we do product. Like when you start adding up all the ends, what I think really has been a, a great driver for you is that you came out in a really very specific fashion forward way and everything about your branding, your name, your logo, and the work that you put out there, it's all very, very couture and heavily influenced by fashion, but it's also very wedding driven. And you're not, you're not trying to be something for everybody. You've got a really specific market that you're interested in. And it's, and it's a very over the top design that I personally gravitate towards. Yeah, definitely. I've always I always knew weddings was my niche um, because I, like you said, I don't want to put my hands in too many bags and I want to make sure that I still deliver exceptional designs for those type of events. And um, right now, like this moment, I, those are the events that I definitely gear towards. And, and those are the ones I mostly enjoy. I, like I tell my clients when they interview me and, and I get to interview them as well, um, I have to sit down and, and see what's their style. And just because it's a wedding does not mean that I get to design any wedding that people, you know, bring over to me. It's, it's, uh, it definitely has to fit my style because I have to enjoy it. I, I, like I tell them, I don't have, um, I don't just design just to design and to, and to make a, a get a paycheck. It's something that I have to keep within my brand it's something that I have to enjoy and, and I definitely have to design something that they're going to give me that freedom for me to just let all of my creative juices out and just be able to create something unique. And so, and I get that that would make designing your showroom difficult because you want to show your style, but you also still want it to be a very blank slate so that when your clients come in, that they don't feel like they're hindered by one color palette or one type of piece that you have in there that 
they're really kind of all of that white space and, and the white walls that you've got around the sides and, and even right over here where we are is just so beautiful. And it, it's a, it's a canvas that they can kind of start sketching out and drawing on. So I get why it would be hard to show who you are, but also leave room for your, your clients to kind of play. Oh yeah, definitely. It was one of the hardest things. I originally wanted to create this space. You know how bright it is right now. I mm -hmm. wanted to create this a very dark, very chic, just like pops of white, you know, super dramatic. But then I'm like, no, it's it's going to drive a lot of people away. Um, maybe I can just pull that into my portfolio, but the actual space itself has to be inviting and, and you know, like you, like you say, like a, a blank canvas, something that's, you can add any sorts of color to these palettes and it's going to, it's going to definitely complement it. So what made you ultimately, I mean, I, I understand that you start out, I think a lot of people say like, okay, well, I'm going to start out as wedding planning because that's where the immediate training is available. And you and I have talked for a really long time about the fact that you had this, you know, the logistics and the setup and all the things that go into planning weren't your vibe that you really just kind of wanted to create environments. Talk to me about the process in deciding I'm going to open a studio and then finding the studio and funding the studio. And like that transition had to be nerve wracking, but also really oh, yeah. exciting. And I think yeah, a lot it's... of people kind of have this idea of like, oh, I'd love to have that, but it's a big jump. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's definitely something that honestly, I, I, me being completely candid with you, I did not think it was going to happen this soon. I did not. I thought this was maybe going to happen later down the line, if at all. Um, and I remember telling uh, Tanya, my wife, it's it's definitely something that I would want to have a studio here in Town Square, Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely love the vibe, location, super, you know, close to the strip, the outside of the space. I mean, these windows, all this lighting, like it was just something that I it was just a dream for me. Um and I'm like, I've never owned a retail space. Like, I've never owned anything other than, you know, like the basics. But um, it was it was super difficult. But at the same time, being in planning, since I that was not what I eventually wanted to do for the rest of my life. Um, what pushed me towards design was um, there are amazing designers here in town. There are, you know, there's. Um, other floor designers that do exceptional work, but I was just not getting what I wanted, let's say. Um, with trends changing so much and just uh, there's, and, and you've seen when you've gone to these networking events or just, you know, um, Engage, for example, or all these summits that they'll have the best of the best. And I'm like, Las Vegas is so capable of this. We we need more. We need to bring up our game. We need to definitely create that experience for guests to walk in and know that we are capable of creating memorable, memorable, lush events. And I didn't see any studios that, you know, that gave you that feel. So my goal was to definitely bring my own style and, and create a space that was going to encompass everything just like you said all the elements that that will make a an event a grand event and um making taking that jump was definitely difficult um my, did you use a realtor to find the space no i did it all on my own okay so you did all of it you negotiated your rent you took care of 
all of kind of what, whatever financials you did everything you didn't in, you didn't kind of bring on a business manager or somebody to do it. You and your wife did all of this. I mean, you're really a bootstrap on our own, you and me against the world couple and business. Exactly. It was just us, honestly, even getting a business license, changed insurance, all these things that we had to learn ourselves. Um, we would just go to the uh, business bureau and just ask questions and just learn it on our own, honestly, and speak to other business owners in town and just do our research. But I, I didn't have the funds to um, hire someone to do that. I'm like, no, I know what my design is going to cost. I know what it's going to cost me to create this space. This is all I can afford now. And I'm going to go with it. And um, yeah, she was a huge support. She's a huge support. And I mean, we just did it on our own. Honestly, I, I wish I can say, oh, we have a huge team sitting behind us and, you know, everything. But no, I mean, our but I love attorney. that. <laughs> I, and I, I here's what I think it is. A lot of people want to put out the the we, us, my team, when the reality is it's it doesn't start that way. I don't know anyone that it started that way for. And I think that in the long run, it makes you it makes you a better business person. It makes you a better designer and it makes you a better problem solver because it makes you scrappy and it really brings the hustle and either you can do it or you can't. And a lot of people can't and they're afraid of it. And so they don't even try. But the fact that like you two had to really dig down and like conjure this and just bring it forth into the world, it says a lot about who you are in terms of not running away from problems, being able to be creative, being able to look at something that doesn't exist and see it in your head and bring it out. And all of those things make for a great designer and they make for a great production leader. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely when we started this, we were like, we're going to do it on our own. We are going to try the best we can. But then we already knew that failing was not an option giving up was not an option and we're like once we start this process it's gonna we're gonna go bigger or not do anything at all so um yeah it it was just because it's it's one of the few things that we knew it was going to be difficult but what's our goals like for later down the line is to of course design events out of the state and just do bigger productions and and we're like this is just the beginning opening the space is the easiest thing you know, keeping a strong brand and being able to execute big productions is what's really going to determine whether we are what we think we are or not. And um, thankfully, we've been blessed to work with um, clients that have given us that seal of approval, you know, and, and uh, planners like yourself and designers that, that have been um, approving of our work. It's just honestly mind-blowing to us. It's like, wow, like what I've created is actually being accepted, you know, and, and um, it's, it's still mind blowing, honestly. And I do have people that tell me, wow, it's a huge step, but to me, it kind of still hasn't sunk in yet. <laughs> I'm like, I'm still in the beginning stages. We're still, you know, um, just doing what we enjoy and, and that's it. So now, now that the studio is, is here and it's open actually seven days a week, I know that there's no such thing as an average work day. But if you could kind of envision your most perfect day, what does that feel like for you? My perfect work day would have to definitely be not in these 120 degrees. (laughs) (laughs) 
it would have to be something like California weather. This is when I do miss California, actually. Um, but just a perfect day is being able to just sit here, design a wedding. And um, I mean, I don't know, just the peace and quiet that I get here and just all the lighting that just hits, you know, the studio, it's, it gives me time to think and really envision different new projects and um, just being able to inspire someone, honestly, it's what really moves me and, and what is a perfect day for me. I mean, every day is, I, I think, a, a new opportunity to be able to create something amazing and just um, getting a new idea. Like, let's say today, if I came up with this new crazy thought, then I'm like, yes, you know, like I'm still, I'm not, I'm not getting comfortable. I'm, I'm still moving things and I'm still wanting to, to get better at what we do. And I think that's something that you and I have, have bonded over and that I've always really admired about you is the idea that, you know, we're, you're always a beginner. You're always a novice. You're always coming up with, with something new and something that you and I really share is that we both have this vision of the city and of Las Vegas being a respected destination. And that's something that I know I struggled with when I first opened up my business seven years ago. People didn't equate Las Vegas with luxury. They equated us with conventions and moving bodies and quickie weddings. But the idea <laughs> that we could really just, you know, put together something truly exquisite and really beautiful and that we could, we could attend to the very specific needs of a high-end 1% style wedding with the same attention to detail and the same type of floral and food and service that we were able to give to these conventions. So, you know, you, you and I both have always wanted to move the needle in that direction. I think that your mm -hmm. studio is an amazing opportunity to do that because how do you bring someone into a space and expect them to write a six figure check for flowers when you don't present that way and your dedication to branding has been fantastic. Creating a space that commands that level of attention and respect has been fantastic. And knowing that you want to go out of state eventually and that you'd like to be something that is, you know, definitely a national and potentially an international brand. What do you think that the city can do in terms of supporting that vision? What would you like to see from Las Vegas's wedding community? I think that, um, and thank you so much. I mean, I really, truly appreciate um, your comments and definitely um, accepting what we've designed for the city um, here in our studio. But I think that Las Vegas, as a designer's point of view, I think we should all definitely um, know what we're worth. Um, I would definitely recommend for other designers to never get comfortable and uh, always just try to look for different ways to design and just um, empower each other and, and just try to make uh, this a city that's not what people think of the cheesy Elvis weddings, you know? Um, I think that some people can probably get to that point where they get too comfortable or they just don't, aren't super hands-on. And um, definitely, I guess, it, it's like protecting their brand is, is something that's going to help eventually. I guess, help out with the, with the wedding industry. Do you have really, I mean, I know that we all have, you know, those peripheral relationships with each other where we're, how's the best way to say it? We're polite enough 
were nice enough, but mm-hmm. there are very few really true authentic relationships, which has always made me sad. I have a spectacular relationship with a couple of other wedding planners in town. Mm-hmm. You know, my my little friend Angelica from Angelica Rose is such a great Oh, girl. I love Angie. <laughs> you, you can't not. If you don't like her, then you're an asshole. Something's wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. Like if anyone ever came over to me and they were like, yeah, I don't like her, I would just be like, fuck off. Um, because <laughs> right. now you're stupid. But, like, you know, do, do you have, we have things like WIPA, we have things like Cater Source, but really I think that it's the one-on-one relationships that are helping us all grow. And there's no, there's not a huge floral community here. For me, outside, not. yeah, I mean, outside of Angelica, and, and I, I mentioned her because she has given me permission to use her name. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, outside of her, I have a couple of great relationships here in town. But really, my closest relationships and the ones that I feel have helped me grow the most are with planners, designers, and creatives from out of state. That's one of the reasons that I'm so committed to going to engage twice a year. It's one of the reasons that I am harassing you and trying to drag you along with me because I think it's such a valuable community and opportunity for you to kind of meet and explore and just play and, and Mm -hmm. kind of stretch. But do you, do you feel like the community has been open? Do you feel like they've been accepting or do you feel like you're on an Island? I know for a while when I started, I I felt like I was a unicorn just kind of floating out there. Do you, Mm -hmm. do you feel like you've got a, a colleague that you can turn to, or do you feel like you're still kind of searching? And if you don't want to answer it, that's totally okay. Um, but I think it's, it's a good conversation to have. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, I honestly think that my best relationships in the industry that I have right now are maybe on social media, like the side conversations or people that I've met on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, here in Vegas, I've honestly gotten really good feedback. I've definitely felt support when I had my grand opening, which you didn't come to. I was not here. Uh, I was out of state. That's why I bought a very expensive vintage (laughs) bottle of champagne today because (laughs) I was not even, I was literally not even anywhere here. I was in California in your home state when you open. I know so it's okay that's why you've got a beautiful <laughs> bottle of vintage Dom thank you I appreciate that but um the at the old grand opening we actually did have um amazing designers that are local and I, and I did feel the support you know I had a couple that came in uh that day that evening I had a few that came in actually uh days after and you know people that couldn't make it that day but I I definitely felt the support I felt the love um, and on in social media, I've gotten really good um, opportunities to meet these designers, and they've been super helpful. And uh, Eddie Zaraz, you know, often just kind of cracks up, and he's like, here you go again kind of thing. But he's just an open book, honestly. And um, it's I've, I've definitely felt the love for sure. And Eddie Zaratian, he is actually an open book, and um, he – I've – learned so much from him and bugged him a, a, a bit with, you know, different questions, but um, I've definitely felt the love and, and the support from the industry in the beginning. I, I did feel kind of like in an Island, like you said, um, but that was because I didn't know the industry. I, I didn't know many people and Angelica, our friend Angelica was actually super amazing introducing me to, um, you know, planners and photographers or what have you. So um, it's, I guess it's mostly been me, I guess, since the beginning, because I am, as some people don't 
think this is true, but I'm a very, very shy person. I don't like to speak to anyone that I don't know. But It was hard getting you to agree to do this. <laughs> My stomach was turning, but, but we're okay now. Um, so it, it was just, um, it was mostly me, I want to say, that I just didn't enjoy the networking events. Like, now I've loosened up a bit and, and I, I'm, I'm open to the idea of meeting. <laughs> just, I mean, in the field that I'm in, I have to. Right. I mean, if I want to make any business, I have to be able to speak to new people and clients and all that good stuff. But, but yeah, in the beginning, it was just kind of like, Hey, here I am kind of thing. So that's, that's a great way to kind of get us into our really, really quick fire round of very fast, quick answers. We know the one thing that people would be surprised to learn about you is that you are super shy. I've got a couple of more. What is the best book that you've read in the last year? Let's get to know Javier one-on-one. What is the best book? You know, Andrea, I hate reading. Really? I do not like reading. Oh, I hate reading. Uh, however, I <laughs> I hate reading. I do love to just pick up any magazines for inspiration anywhere I go. Um, I'll pick up just different fashion magazines or just stuff that will inspire me. But I do love our good old friend Gary Vay. His audio video audio books are amazing. Okay, Gary um, Vay. So no books, but you like inspirational Instagram posts. Yes, and any audio books, I'm okay for that. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite gift to give or receive? I don't really like to get any gifts. Okay. But thank you for the bottle. <laughs> I do appreciate that. <laughs> um, I I want to make sure that I get something that connects with with the recipient. Um, but flowers are never a bad idea. I always tell anyone, if you don't know what to get, just get them flowers. You'll put a smile on it. Very true. What is the best advice you've ever been given that you can share? Since so many people have given you advice and kind of helped inspire you, somebody's going to listen to this podcast and have a dream of having a studio. What is the best advice you've ever been given that you can share? You know, I once shared with someone that I was told that I they, the best thing I had heard at that time was fake it until you make it. And I'm like, hmm, is, is that true kind of thing? But this one... A uh, mentor of mine said, um, you know, it's good to fake it until you make it, but don't lie. You have to use that as confidence. And once you exude that confidence, that's when people are going to know who you really are and definitely believe you and your Because designs. it's authentic. So, exactly. Favorite social media channel? Instagram. Always. I Yes. Instagram is like the stuff. So if sure. there are people listening today that want to get to know you a little bit, where are you on Instagram? What's your handle? My Instagram is Javier underscore Valentino. Okay. So that is um, J-A-V-I-E-R underscore Valentino, V-A-L-E-N-T-I-N-O. And Correct. if they want to find you online, website, location, social, where else can they look for Javier Valentino Designs? They can pull up my website. That's JavierValentino.com. Or I am always just an email away, Javier at JavierValentino.com. And we are located in Town Square, Las Vegas. Do people need an appointment or they can just stop in? They do need an appointment to speak with me, but the showroom is open. Um, seven days a week, Monday through Saturday from 10 to eight and Sundays, 11 to eight, but to sit for a consultation or just to chat, I'm usually not in the studio every day. Um, so, uh, an appointment is best. Well, that my friends is Javier Valentino. If you have not 
gotten a chance to meet him, if you haven't had a chance to go by the studio, if you haven't heard of him because you are one of our listeners that is out of state, get to know him really, really quickly. I predict um, big, huge, fat, sloppy love for him from all over the world. And I think that I I really do and truly mean this. I think that you're going to do exceptional things because you just truly love it. And it's so easy to tell that you love it. And everything that you have touched has just been beautifully done. So from me to you, thank you for having me in the studio today. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for lunch. And, you know, thanks for giving everybody in Las Vegas, outside of myself, just an opportunity to see something new and kind of a a new home and a chance to elevate what everyone is doing. I think it's fantastic. And I'm really excited by it. I love it. I'm thrilled to have booked a wedding with you already. And I have no doubt that we have others coming down the pipeline. So thank you for that. And thanks for being here today. Thank you so much, Andrea. I honestly appreciate you. I appreciate everyone who's listening and who's taking the time to get to know me a little more. Um, I, honestly can't thank you enough and um it's amazing and i'm so glad i was able to jump on on this with you and yeah i definitely look forward to the future wonderful well with that we are gonna hang up there's a very good chance we may or may not be opening this dom together tonight if not i'm sure it's something that his wife is going to enjoy not the children but just him. Okay, everybody, thank you for being here. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us and for listening. We will be back again soon talking more about life, luxury, and above all else, love. Until then, you guys have a great day. Good night.